Hi, I'm Natalie. And I'm Chris. And, and this, this is, is the Paranormal, Paranormal podcast. podcast. We've been gone for like a long time. Well, we've been here. We just haven't done the podcast because yeah. life. <clears throat> yeah, there was a lot of life shit that came up, but we're here for episode 35. Ooh, and since we've been gone, uh, some positives is that Natalie has a really, really secure job right now. I do. I finally got like like job security and it feels very nice like you're a permanent hire not like a half human yeah i went from being contract because for like eight months which kind of wasn't ideal but now i'm full-time i get yeah. bennies i can like go into the office you're like a real person now i i'm a real boy now yeah <laughs> congratulations <laughs> yeah oh what else happened um, we went we went to las vegas we went to Vegas, and Vegas is open. Yeah, and it was Vegas great. is like fully open, and we were totally like masked up the entire time, especially because you know, Vegas. On but... hindsight, we also <laughs> should have done like Las Vegas bingo. They, they do bingo. No, I mean just on our own, like you know, like see someone pass. Oh, out. I thought you meant Check. like we go totally to a place and play like some special version of bingo. I mean, they have. I don't remember what it's called, but they, it's called Kino, but yeah. It's oh, Kino, bingo. yeah. That's true. Um, but, you know, they go to the cool, they do that, you know, who's passed out on the actual Vegas trip? Because we oh saw that. Oh, my God. The guy uh, who, like, fell into his own vomit. I don't know the exact order of operations. <laughs> I saw him being lifted up from the puddle, and it was bad. Yeah. Um, the bonus for if you, you finally saw the, uh, the card slappers. Oh, yeah. I'd never even heard about card slappers before. <laughs> it was very, like,. I don't know. It was disappointing. I was expecting there to be more grandeur to it. Oh, man. Well, when there's like 50 of them on the cor- on the same corner, yeah, but that was... We saw like three total on the strip. Yeah, it was weird. But I mean, everything's fully open, but that doesn't mean that everyone is fully open, so there's less people out on the streets. Oh, you remember that really hard-to-remember phone number from the escort service? Oh, man. It was so difficult to remember. I've got it in my mind, but you should say it because I'm gonna fuck it up. No, I'm pretty sure you have. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you got this. What was it? it? Was six nine? No, yeah, six nine, six nine, six nine, six nine. I don't know how many there are, but it was sixty nine, and that was pretty nice. You don't know how many numbers are in a phone number. I can't keep it straight in my mind. Like and the for numbers. Any international listeners, it's seven. I know, I know, like, how many numbers there are, but I didn't know when to stop. Just, like, it was too difficult me, for me to, like, see the number and also count it as a number. Just stop when it gets awkward and I give you that dumbass, like, deadass stare that I always give you. I feel no shame right now. My, You know this. My brain does not process numbers well. Yeah, and I have no shame right now because I am high. You're what, what high we... as shit. It was something you got from Black Friday, right? Oh, I didn't keep the thing, so I don't know what it is. But it's some good shit. I got some good Green Friday deals. Yeah, I feel... Oh, I feel good. Yeah, me too. Remember when we went to Vegas and we bought the Tyson Ranch shit again? Yeah, the Undisputed 87, which I guess they're... So I found out online that they're Mike Tyson's relaunching his uh, cannabis company because Tyson Ranch um, ended up kind of going under. Mm -hmm. And they said that there's going to be... Like an outdoor indoor grown one that's supposed to be like pretty light. Oh, there's an indoor that's grown neat. one that's like very very, or like, not not very, but it's stronger. Okay. And then there's another one coming out called Toad. Toad. 
Yes. Okay, I'm interested. Because it's supposed to be influenced by uh, when Mike Dyson has done a lot of hallucinogenics, and I think he like licked a toad or something. I was hoping that's what it was a reference to. Thank um, God. And then the, the, I was reading an article this morning from the CEO, and or they quoted the CEO for saying that they're also going to be doing edibles and beverages in the future. Oh, that's nice. Yep, the pre-rolls, like whole nine. So oh, like, this I is going to be cool. Uh, they're also, we need to keep an eye on this, supposed to be going state to state. <laughs> No way. Yeah, apparently they're good to go in, like, Nevada, California, and I can't remember another, like, West Coast state. Colorado? Colorado. Um, not West Coast, but yeah, it is Colorado. And then I think after those three, they're trying to work out all the technicalities between different states and, you know, where it's legal, when it actually is able to retail, yeah. and they're going to be doing a, a North American tour. Woo! Yeah, if That's I get to meet fun. Mike Tyson as both a boxer and a marijuana enthusiast... Oh my god, awesome. I think you would probably piss yourself, you'd get so excited. I'm gonna make a fool of myself and <laughs> probably get all fanboy but I mean, it's the one person I'll get crazy for. You're gonna cry just like I cried after I met Manu Bennett. I don't know about I that. I guarantee we'll it. That'll be shadowboxing, but one <laughs> of the two. Okay, I have one last thing that we should talk about from Vegas. Our very last stop, the Haunted Museum... In downtown Vegas. We got to go visit Zach Baggins' building, finally. Oh my god. You know, I'm really not a fan of the way Zach Baggins talks, but he has some really interesting shit there. Yeah, I didn't realize they were able to get that much collected stuff just under one roof. Yeah. I mean, you start with the fucking doll room. Just walk into this, like, it's like a, like a big closet that just has all of these, like, supposedly haunted dolls. I want to go into more, but I don't want to ruin it for anyone else who like might actually get to go. No, but I mean, we could we could talk about like what's there and everything. Like the one that got me was the Dybbuk box. I didn't oh, even yeah. remember that the Dybbuk box was there. What? No, like I thought that <clears throat> I had watched something where I thought that Zach had given it back to one of the owners or something and they had like buried it under their house but maybe that was like someone before that but that thing it was just you could yeah. feel the evil radiating from you it you had a look on your face weird. and you wanted out of that room as soon as possible yeah like as soon as i stepped in there i took like two steps in and my heart started racing i was like oh fuck this is how we're doing this. I, mean, I thought it was cool that we actually got to see it but it was uh yeah very well protected so nobody could lay a hand on it oh yeah it's like surrounded they like showed the video of zach and post malone like zach actually touched it and like had all of these issues but now they have so now they have like a glass structure glass and wood structure around it that has a protection prayer in um hebrew hebrew thank you so it still freaked me out. I wanted to cry. <laughs> yeah, you were. That was I was like, I want to go. You. I want to go. It was like when we were in that catacomb in Dublin and there was like a whole bunch of people in front of us. I was like, let's go. Let's go. I don't like being in here. Oh, you know what was really funny, though? The clown exhibit. Oh, no. Not the clowns. Oh, my God. That scared the shit out of me. I'm getting, like, chills just thinking about it. Oh, I didn't like it. It was basically, there were like, that so part many was, clowns. It was, like, a haunted house. And 
This scared the bejesus out of Natalie at least like six because times. Because they chose that one too. There was like like a really big jump scare. And I was like, of course it would be during the fucking clowns. Like, oh, it's my worst nightmare. We didn't stay in the clown motel, but I think that was worse. The clown motel is pretty far out. We'll, we'll have to do the clown motel next time. Let's not. <laughs> no. We'll have to do the clown you've, motel next time. You've worn out your... Uh, Clown allowance for Nevada with that. Yeah, this year. Ugh. Okay. Anyway, we're going to get to this story, and we actually have two tonight. One of them is pretty short, so then I had a little backup, too. So, so fuck you. <laughs> thanks. Uh, where'd my notes go? On the there notes we go. page. I, I'm doing my best, Okay. We actually got a message from Brendel Cook on Facebook, and they would like us to do the uh, story of Charlie No-Face, the cryptid that turned out to be real. Wait, what? Yeah. I, uh, this really, really, it was really interesting. So thank you, Brendel, for this suggestion. I'm super excited. I can tell. Okay. okay. So with this one, it's... It, like I said, it's really short, so I'm reading directly from the wiki page. Just, uh, just a heads up in case it sounds weird. So, we're talking about Raymond Robinson. Okay. He has been dubbed Charlie No-Face or the Green Man. So, Raymond was severely disfigured... Um, a severely disfigured man whose years of nighttime walks made him into a figure of urban legend in western Pennsylvania. Robinson was so badly injured in a childhood electrical accident that he could not go out in public without fear of creating a panic, so he went for long walks at night. Huh, okay. Local tourists would drive along the road in hopes of meeting the green man or Charlie No-Face, and they passed on tales about him to their children and grandchildren. And people raised on these tales are sometimes surprised to discover that he was actually a real person who was well-liked by his family and neighbors. So, I'm going to show you a picture of him right now. Oh, wow. It does look like he has, like, no face. Yeah. Yeah. So, when he was eight years old, he was injured by an electrical line when he climbed up a pole and reached for a bird's nest Ooh. on the Murado Bridge outside of Beaver Falls. Okay, time out. This sounds like a very, like, not quite old-timey, but, like, what is this, like, the 40s, 30s? This, he was born in 1910, so this would have been in, like, yeah... Well, I don't know exactly when. Anytime after so, like, he healed from that accident, like, I guess. So, like, at least, like, 30s to 50s. Yeah. I mean, he died in 84. Okay. So, yeah. Um. Anyway, the bridge uh, carried a trolley, so it had electrical lines of both 1,200 volts and 2,200 volts, which had killed another boy less than a year earlier. So you'd think they'd learn after the first one. You would think, but I mean, kids are pretty stupid. I was stupid as a kid. Most kid, every kid I know was stupid. I was super smart as a kid. I don't know about you. Yeah, but you make stupid decisions when you're a kid because you like think, oh no, it won't happen to me. Oh no, I didn't think. I just did stuff and it was fun (laughs) as heck. Yeah, see? 
That's what I'm talking about. Builds character. Builds character. I mean, in this it, it, in this case, it really built a character. A character of myth. A legend. And legend, yes. A cryptid. Yeah, pretty much. So he survived, though, defying Doctor's expectations. And I'm not surprised why <laughs> they didn't expect him to live, because he was, he lost his eyes, his nose, and his right arm. Wow. He did. That Oof. was like the extent of his damn. Like, you've gotten bad burns before, but this I mean, guy. This is like electrical damage from like yeah. back in the day where it's just like there wasn't a lot of regulations. Yeah. So, so he lived in Copal and he spent the his days at home with relatives making doormats, wallets, and belts to sail, which is pretty impressive to me when you only have one arm and no eyes to work with. All the more reason you got to be good at that. Right? But because of his appearance, he rarely ventured out during the day. At night, he went for long walks on a quiet stretch of uh, State Route 351, feeling his way along with a walking stick. Groups of locals regularly gathered, gathered to search for him along the road. Robinson usually hid from his curious neighbors, but would sometimes exchange a short conversation or a photograph for uh, beer or cigarettes. Wow. So he, they <laughs> really kind of treated them like a, like a circus show. Yeah. Holy cow. Some were friendly, others cruel. Oh, that poor guy. But none of his encounters deterred Robinson from his nightly walks. He was struck by cars more than once. He stopped his walks during the last years of his life and retired to the Beaver County Geriatric Center, where he died in 1985 at the age of 73. So he, uh, wow, so he really, really lived quite a long life. Yeah. Yeah, he apparently, I mean, I love that he, it says he was struck by cars more than once. He, like, really wasn't willing to give up those walks. I mean, granted, he's blind, so, I mean, yeah. how does he know? I mean, he, again, if this happened to him as a kid, that means he never even had the chance to, like, actually get behind the wheel. Yeah, that's true. I'd hope if he's blind. Yeah, I don't know. It didn't say, like, oh, when he was eight years old. So, yeah, that was well before that. <clears throat> um, but he became a local myth in the Pittsburgh area, and his real story was obscured by urban legend. In the stories, he is the green man, and as a boy, he climbed up an electrical pole to see a bird's nest and was shocked. He fell to the ground and lost his eyes, nose, mouth, one ear and one arm. Okay, so they start. So here's where it starts getting a little bit like. Yeah, now it's like evolving. St- now they stretch the story. Yeah, the story states that when he grew older, he hid in an abandoned house. The famed nickname, the Green Man, came from his skin, which was reported to be green because of the electrical shock shock he suffered in those stories. Really? Wait. What? I mean, I didn't know that. Yeah, I don't know why green. I don't know either. I didn't even like look it up to see if that's a real thing. But that's how the story goes. And it's been passed down so many times that his name and his real history have been overshadowed by the ghost story that grew out of them. So he's a real person, but he's really become a cryptid. So they didn't even do like... I feel like it was almost kind of rude that they didn't even like acknowledge like a little bit more about him like his name was like what robert mm. richard robertson raymond robinson raymond robinson and they got charlie no face yeah i don't know where the charlie part came from i'm guessing that was just like a generic 
name to like, use. Like maybe Chaplin? I, no, I don't know. <laughs> I think Chaplin was like well before that, but... Or after, actually, right? I don't know. You might be right, yeah, because he was born in 1910, and Charlie Chaplin wasn't really big until the 20s, was he? Yeah, I don't know. I, I thought that was more 30s, 40s. I could be wrong, but... No, because he was in, like, the silent movies. Okay. Um... Yeah, okay, so that's basically all I have about Charlie No-Face. Um, I was really interested in that. I've never heard of a cryptid that was actually a real person before. Yeah, like, I'm ne- yeah, that was... That one really caught me off guard. That was a... You said who was a person on Facebook who requested me look that up? Brendel. Thank it's you, Brendel. That was Thanks, probably Brendel. one of my, like... Probably one of the most interesting cryptids I've heard outside of, like, Mothman. Yeah, I fucking love Mothman. Oh, I know you love your Mothman. <sighs> Do you want to know what the next cryptid is for you? Uh, Mothman? No, we already did Mothman. Charlie Two-Face. Oh, man. Okay, okay. Anyway, <laughs> I tried to, like, find a, a cryptid within, like, the... Was it the Pittsburgh area or like whatever state? Anyway, so whoever Charlie No Face would hang out with, yeah. I mean, can you imagine Charlie No Face riding on the back of a South Bay Bessie? What <laughs> Bessie is in a where? Oh, fuck. what <sighs> you did not explain that well enough. No, I didn't. Hold on. I also am really high right now, so I'm trying my best. I'm guessing South Bay Bessie's a cryptid you wanted to go over? Lake Erie. It's in Lake Erie. <laughs> so, like, Loch Ness Monster, but in Lake Erie. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's like a Loch Ness Monster, but it's in uh, Lake Erie. Less of an <laughs> accent. What? So it just doesn't have a... Oh, it doesn't have the, yeah, it doesn't have the accent. It's a little bit different, though. So the first recorded sighting of it was in 19, or in 1793, and more sightings have occurred intermittently and in the greater frequency in the last three decades. So people are seeing it a lot more often now. Because the drugs are better now. I, well, that's a good point, actually. I'd probably be searching for Bessie if I was stoned as fuck on Lake Erie. That just sounds nice. Or, you know, we could not tempt fate and have another cryptid, like another real cryptid attack anybody. Well, granted, our real cryptid was actually really peaceful. Excuse me. Yeah, yeah, no. No face Charlie never hurt anyone. But He was the one who got hurt. What are we talking about? Something Bessie? South Bay Bessie, anyway. South Bay Bessie, got it. So, Bessie is reported to be snake-like, and 9 to 12 meters, which is about 30 to 40 feet, long and at least a foot in diameter with wow. a grayish color so it's not the same like i don't know i feel like i've always heard the loch ness monster being less of like a snake-like thing and more like like a dinosaur like a, like a dinosaur yeah like actually having like a body um and it's also a grayish color so i think the loch ness monster is usually like brown or green so this one's a little bit different Okay, so South Bay Bessie's repping some colors. Got it. There we go. Also, same color as, uh, oh no, you said gray. Um, Charlie Noface was green, right? Green man. Got yes. It. So in 1817, 
An incident took place near Toledo where French settlers encountered a huge monster on the beach writhing in what they took to be its death throes. So imagine like walking onto a beach and just seeing this thing like flailing everywhere like like the wacky inflatable that's Man. fucked up. Like, yeah. a bad timing. Did they try to help it? or? Yeah. Well, they described it as being, like, 20 and 30 feet in length. And they said it was shaped like a large sturgeon, except it had arms. So now we're getting more into, like, the Loch Ness kind of description, too. Oh, sturgeon the surgeon. Got it. Ah. But uh, they, like, fled because they were terrified. I probably wouldn't stop to help that thing. I'd be fucking... Oh, my God. I'd be mortified. I mean rude well it would depend on if i knew what it was or not if it was a, if you were in pain it would probably help you by making your dinner but... <laughs> turning you into dinner excuse me that yeah one. um they <clears throat> they went back later but it had disappeared and they just assumed that like the waves had carried it off sure right um and all that was left were some marks on the beach and some silver scales that were about the size of a silver dollar Huh, what would leave that? I don't know. Isn't that weird? Um, there's actually a $100,000 reward that's been offered by the Huron uh, Lag- Lagoons Marina for the capture of Bessie. Whether she's dead or alive. I just assume that it's a she. But that's whatever. fucked up. Yeah, right? Damn, dead or alive so, contract. Okay. I know. <laughs> just like put a hit out on Bessie. Uh. So Bessie first earned that name in a Pennsylvania newsletter of Creature Chronicles in 1991. And it had sightings from 1960 to 1990. Okay. Yeah. So we got 30 years, then it finally gets uh, gets featured in publication? Yeah, pretty much. Somebody actually decided to publish stuff about it. <clears throat> so... The, there's only like a couple um, incidents I'm going to go into. I'm always curious, though, how do you publish information on something that you've never seen and cannot confirm exists? I mean, it's like conspiracy theories. It's like you have all of these people who have an opinion and they're sharing their own experiences. So like what I'm about to tell you, this is stuff that was documented in there because... I mean, it's the same thing as, like, UFOs and alien abductions. Yeah, you get all of these people who come together because they have shared experiences. Except but... for Charlie No-Face, because that shit was real. Yeah, that is very true. <laughs> so I'm still stuck up on Charlie No-Face. That was, I like, a really tell, cool I one. I can tell. Come on, stay with me. South Please. Bay Bessie. I'm South with you. Bay Bessie. Okay, in 1985. Eight, 1985. 1985. <laughs> Tony Schill of Akron, Ohio, saw a giant serpent when he was boating. <laughs> it was dark brown and had a long, flat tail. It sounds like a tadpole. That's what, what she said. <laughs> Sorry, now re- read that description again with that's what she said in mind now, please. Start from, start from long and snake-like. <laughs> he saw a giant serpent when he was boating. It was dark mm-hmm. brown and it had a long, flat tail. Tony stated that five humps uh, came out of the water and said, no way it was a sturgeon. Five humps came out of the water. Yeah, right. (laughs) How? That's weird. I mean, it's like a little squiggle. 
Like you have the tail and then there's like five humps and then the head. Yeah, but they... Anyways, okay. I'm reading <laughs> okay. too deep into this. For yeah, I don't know why Sam you're hung up on this. serpent on his boat. <laughs> you're just jealous because you didn't see a serpent on a boat. I'm not trying to see another serpent. The only serpent I need is mine. I don't <laughs> need someone else's serpent. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. I don't know how we got to this, this place. Flat, but... brown serpent. <laughs> Five humps. Should oh get checked God. out. I'm going to keep going. <laughs> Me too. Okay. A friend was also boating with Tony at the time, and he came face to face with the creature. And he said that it had five humps, but it was colored black. So, Tony and his friend were showing each other their serpents? Oh my God. How did we get here? <laughs> I Phrase mean... It. I wouldn't say that they were showing their serpents. It was more like a third-party serp- serpent was showed to them. There was an exhibitionist. Yeah, got we got some exhibition going on over here. South Bay Bessie. Bessie is a kinky one. <laughs> okay, so later that year, Dale Monroe spotted a sea serpent from Lorraine Coast uh, Coast Guard Station, and he said it was visible for four minutes. Which usually it was only visible for like a few seconds. So he said it was four minutes and he estimated it to be twice the size of his 16 foot sailboat. So, 32 foot serpent. We've got a real big serpent here. That's what she said. <laughs> okay, in 1990, there were four reports of Bessie. Bob uh, Soraco was jet skiing in Lake Erie when he saw a port porpoise or whale in the lake however porpoises and whales can't live in fresh water so bob said that he recognized an aquatic air breather when he saw one that sounds like such a bob thing well bob must have seen bessie you know i recognize an aquatic air breather when i see one aquatic (laughs) air breather like okay i don't know why he's southern but (laughs) he said uh the, the creature had humps and cray spots. And I don't know what cray spots are, but hmm. something aquatic. Aquatic air breather trait. And he just said, oh, I kept this for you. It was very long, dot, dot, dot. That was like his statement. Phrasing. <laughs> you okay. Right? Okay. So there was another sighting that year. And those people said it was 35 feet long and had a snake-like head. And then there were, like, a bunch more sightings that year, too. So everybody just started seeing Bessie. I don't know if Bessie just, like, decided it was showtime. Like, yeah, This sounds like it's one of those things where they just, like, seeing Bessie ended up being the cool thing to do. So everybody just, like, started, quote, unquote, seeing Bessie. Yeah, that's, I mean, I have a feeling that's what's happening. I wish it was, like, Bessie just wanted to party. But, yeah, it's probably just, like, a fad or something. And see if Charlie No-Face would actually just ride Bessie to and from. Well, we probably would have been, right? been safer and hit by less cars. Oh, <laughs> yeah. He should just be, like, riding around Lake Erie on Bessie. Just more Bessie It's sightings. like the never-ending story, but with a sea serpent. A lake serpent. How Excuse rad would me. that be? I, I kind of want that to happen now. Like, riding on one of his five humps. Right? Just one. Just one hump. Uh, okay, I have one last one. Well, you got three stories today. Yeah. No, no, no. I have one last, like, sighting of Bessie. 
So it was 1995, and in Pennsylvania's largest lake, reports of an unknown creature began. The maximum depth depth varies depending on the part of the lake and ranges from 1300 feet to 490 feet time out why do you suddenly sound like a radio announcer i don't know i really like you sounded old to me and now the news see (laughs) anyway you know what i really don't i don't think i finished this paragraph Wow. All I have is Lake Erie has no outlets and is strongly alkaline, being fed by rainwater and small streams flowing from the surrounding mountains. Well, thank you, Natalie. So, Bessie doesn't really have a lot of ways to get out. No, I guess that's probably what I was going for. I mean, this thing could be living way down in the depths of the water, or like it could be up towards the shores, but... If you can't, if it can't get out of there, how did it get there? You figured we'd have to have some scuba divers or lack thereof in order to figure this out, right? Yeah, none of them have ever seen Bessie while they're down there. And for $100,000, you'd think somebody would have. You would think. I mean, I don't imagine there that there are a lot of Bessie hunters, but... Dude, for 100000 bucks, we might have to move. <laughs> That's true. That could buy us, like, two houses. Full-time Bessie hunter? Wait... Whatever I just said, disregard it. Yeah. It was stupid. It was. (laughs) It was really stupid. That's not enough for a house. Anyway. So, how did you enjoy the stories? They were really, really good. I just had a little trouble focusing because whatever you bought on Black Friday is... Green Friday! Yes! Yeah, whatever those re-rolls were. Like, holy cow. Yeah, I'm feeling pretty heavy right now, too. Like, I'm ready for a Three Musketeers bar and a nap. Yeah, that sounds good. Okay, let's go do that for you. Cool. This is Chris and Natalie signing out and probably going to bed, apparently. <laughs> Bye! Bye.